Hello and welcome. This is Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. Here we are again, folks. The Earth Church has plenty of room for you. We don't know in the Earth Church how radical we will have to be to defend the Earth. We've tried all kinds of things for years and years and years, persuasion and legislation and lawsuits and giant rallies and marches hasn't worked. What do we do? We're facing the riddle of our time. Why are we passive in the face of this disastrous ruin that we're making of the earth? The big banks and the oil companies are just, they're spewing CO2 and methane into the atmosphere at record rates, making billions of dollars. They're gangsters on the loose. Nobody can control them. Speaking of how radical we have to be, this week two ladies in the National Gallery of London poured Heinz tomato soup all over one of the most famous paintings in the world, Vincent van Gogh's Sunflowers. Didn't hurt the painting, it was covered in glass, but it jolted the activist community. Because a lot of older, less radical people, they said, oh my God, nobody will like environmentalists now. I'm here to say, here at Earth Riot Radio, that the moderation that we're dedicated to has to stop. Let's ask the question, how radical do we have to be? When society has gone mad, what do we do? What do we do? Let's be honest now. We're running out of time. Are you with me, people? Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. Earth-hallelujah. finally come the water and the wind 
now it has begun. Is this some kind of war? The sea won't say a word, the weatherman's up for. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. My neighbor's in the street, it rushes like a stream. You're caught in it waist deep. The storm has finally come, the drowning and the dead, now it has begun. My breath is out of reach, death makes its final speech. Did this storm come from me? Did this storm come from me? Now I know the truth, the waves break on the roof. Is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round. Am I living to be found? A body in the sound. Running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The sea begins to speak. Turn, she says, face me. Now it has begun. Take me to the deep. Take me to the deep. Take me to the What happened to this place, to this New York nation? We wake up screaming, missing the old sensation. Step out on the expressway, looking for some ass. Where the hell are my neighbors, lost in the investor class? What happened to this place, to this New York reality? I can't you, you can't me, it's the go-go growth economy. What happened to this place? I want to notice the truth. Say I love you a thousand times in the sticky vinyl booth. All this loving, do we live longer? Whoever said that's a liar? Well, loving or lying, Gotham's got a second act for hire. What happened to this place, to this New York ambition? I can't you, you can't me, the apple's having contractions. What happened to this place? Nothing much is pending in bed online in our underwear. What style of survival is trending? We wake up fabulous. The city dares us to hesitate. Hurry up, fall down, fall in love fast, recreate. What happened to this place, to this New York howl? I can't you, you can't me, what the oh? We're partners now.
Many environmentalists have been sounding of very few notes in appealing to the public. Uh, they refer to fear, they refer to guilt, they seek to shock, they seek to shame. I understand why. The problems are urgent, and I accept the urgency of these problems. I don't question that at all. But it may be important to ask at some point whether we've done too much of that in the environmental movement, which I consider myself to be a part of, and that perhaps we have to find other themes to introduce, other notes to sound. Uh, that are more positive and more affirmative. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, this becomes a challenge to the environmental movement. Mm -hmm. Do we believe that human beings are bonded to this planet in a way that would allow us to invoke trust, love, respect, reciprocity as positive motivations for becoming good environmental mm -hmm. citizens? Or do we believe there's nothing more to fall back on than duty? based upon guilt, based upon shame. Uh, guilt and shame have their place, but an appeal that is exclusively related to guilt or to shame is, I think, at a certain point, going to have detrimental effects. It's going to turn people off. It's going to sound terribly negative and challenging in that bad sense in which you uh, confront people with a problem greater than they can take hold of. Mm -hmm. I would like to see the environmental movement ask itself this question. Are we not bonded to this planet by something which is life-enhancing and life-affirming and which we can appeal to people to find within themselves a voice of the earth which speaks to them with a sense of love, respect, and trust? Mm -hmm. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Decades of work to reduce hunger in Africa are being reversed as the continent struggles to cope with conflict, climate crisis, and the global economic downturn. Around 278 million people in Africa, approximately one-fifth of the total population, went hungry in 2021, an increase of 50 million people since 2019, according to UN figures. Based on current trends, this is projected to rise to 310 million by 2030. UN officials attributed this increase to multiple and overlapping shocks and protracted crises in Africa including the climate crisis, the lingering effects of the COVID pandemic, regional conflicts, and the global surge in fuel prices amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They warn that millions could die of hunger in the Horn of Africa and the Sahel region if donors do not scale up their humanitarian response, and they describe the failure to respond quickly as morally unacceptable. Global undernourishment has leapt by 35% in four years as the climate crisis worsens. Catastrophic ecological threats are amplified by environmental destruction causing water scarcity and food insecurity. Around 768 million people across 27 countries around the world are at increasing risk posed by catastrophic ecological threats as the climate crisis worsens. Climate-related threats such as water scarcity, food stress, and natural disasters meant that in 2021, the number of undernourished people around the world rose to 750 million, a rise of 35% since 2015. Nigeria has been engulfed by its worst floods in a decade, affecting at least 18 of its 36 states and killing more than 600 people, with over 1 million internally displaced. The climate crisis has resulted in unpredictable and heavier rainfall. Unusually heavy monsoon rains and flash flooding have ravaged several Southeast Asian countries this week, killing dozens of people, forcing thousands to flee their homes, and damaging key agricultural areas. 
Intense rain is expected to continue throughout this week in Thailand, where 59 of the country's 77 provinces have already been hit by floods, affecting about 450,000 homes and more than 100,000 hectares of farmland, according to reports. New substances that activate adrenaline receptors instead of opioid receptors have a similar pain-relieving effect to opiates, but without the negative aspects such as respiratory depression and addiction. New findings are a milestone in the development of non-opioid pain relief. Using the James Webb Space Telescope to look back in time at the early universe, astronomers discovered a surprise a cluster of galaxies merging together around a rare red quasar within a massive black hole. These findings offer an unprecedented opportunity to observe how billions of years ago galaxies coalesced into the modern universe. Scientists say PFA's contamination should be presumed at over 57,000 U.S. sites. PFA's, or forever chemicals, should be presumed present at certain industrial facilities, sites related to PFAs containing waste, and locations where fluorinated firefighting foams have been used. This study integrated high-quality, publicly available data into a single map of 57,412 locations with sites in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. PFAs are a major concern for public health. The chemicals have been measured in countless drinking water systems, in the bodies of humans and wildlife around the globe, and even in rainwater at levels that are higher than the EPA says are safe for human consumption. Parts of Uganda have entered a three-week lockdown to help contain an Ebola outbreak that has struck the country. Uganda's president, Yoweri Museveni, announced the measures on October 15th, noting that people will not be able to travel in or out of Mubende and Kasanda. A nighttime curfew between 7 p.m. and 6 a.m. will also be imposed on the two districts. All bars, gyms, entertainment venues, and places of worship will be closed, and public transport has been temporarily halted. Uganda declared an Ebola outbreak in September 2022 following six suspicious deaths in the previous month. A team of researchers with members from the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory has found via simulation that major forest fires in western parts of the United States can increase the intensity of thunderstorms hundreds or even thousands of miles downwind. Simulations showed that large fires can increase air flowing across the continent, pushing moist air ahead of it. That can lead to increasing storm strength. The simulations also showed that soot from a big fire can be carried for long distances, contributing to increases in hail size. New research based on an expedition to the icy waters off Greenland reveals soaring levels of antifreeze proteins in a species of tiny snailfish, underlying the importance of this unique adaptation to life in sub-zero temperatures. The study warns that warming oceanic temperatures in the Arctic can pose a threat to these highly specialized fishes. Similar to how antifreeze in your car keeps the water in your radiator from freezing in cold temperatures, some animals have evolved amazing machinery that prevents them from freezing, such as antifreeze proteins, which prevent ice crystals from forming. Since the mid-20th century, temperatures have increased twice as fast in the Arctic as in mid-latitudes, and some studies predict that if the Arctic sea ice decline continues at this current rate, in the summer the Arctic Ocean will be mostly ice-free within the next three decades. 
Arctic seas do not support a high diversity of fish species, and this study hypothesizes that with increasingly warming oceanic temperatures, ice-dwelling specialists such as this snailfish may encounter increased competition by more temperate species that were previously unable to survive at these higher northern latitudes. And now, the sounds of extinction. Rice's whale. This recently discovered species of whale lives in U.S. waters and is already on the brink of extinction. Rice's whales were only identified in 2021, and currently only 50 individuals remain. The Rice's whale, also known as the Gulf of Mexico whale, is a baleen whale endemic to the northeast region of the Gulf of Mexico making it the only whale species that lives exclusively in U.S. waters. The species was previously misidentified as an isolated population of Brutus whale, which can be found across the globe. Scientists analyzed an individual that washed up dead on a beach and found that Rice's whales are both morphologically and genetically distinct from Brutus whales. The newfound species can grow up to 40 feet long and has one of the most complex vocal repertoires of all known whale species. Researchers estimate there are only 50 rice's whales remaining. The tiny population is under threat from the oil and gas industry, as well as excessive boat traffic and abandoned fishing gear. Researchers estimate that in 2010, the Deepwater Horizon disaster, the largest marine oil spill in human history, was responsible for killing around 20% of the rice's whale population. And hear the sound of rice's whale.
beautiful earth. Beautiful earth. Beautiful earth. You're right here, right here, nearby somewhere. I can feel you. We just got some pavement here. Some concrete kind of. Take that journey, you and me. Take that time. Get the map. Got the map? Oh, it's inside us. We forgot that. Now we remember. The earth, the earth, the earth, the earth gave us the map. Thank you, earth. Yeah. We'll be singing beautiful earth until we, you guided us, and now we promise you we'll shout. We'll sing in the streets. Beautiful earth. We'll do everything we got. the long grass prairie, swimming across the coral reef, climbing the mountain, flowing down the river, to the valley, beautiful earth. have to connect with something more positive and affirmative in people. And I believe it's there. I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't believe it was there. So my article of faith is that at a very deep level, the human psyche is grafted to the planet out of which we evolved, that there is what I call an ecological unconscious. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever we invoke the unconscious, the depths of the unconscious, what we're essentially doing is pursuing a philosophical discussion of human nature. We're asking what makes people tick? What are the foundations of human behavior? And there's been, of course, a lot of speculation about that throughout the psychi uh, th throughout psychiatric uh, the, the tradition. Um, and some people find sexuality there. Others find the archetypes of uh, the high religious traditions there. Uh, I'm suggesting that at a certain level of the unconscious mind, what we find is ecological wisdom. And that indeed, if that were not there, our species could not have survived and evolved uh, as it has. Um, exactly what the ecological unconscious is and how it asserts itself and makes itself known, that's perhaps yet to be discovered once we attend to the problem. But I have floated this phrase, suggested this phrase as a hypothesis, so that the lowest level, the deepest level of the unconscious mind, we find an ecological unconscious, deeper down even than Freud's ideas about sexuality or Jung's ideas about religious archetypes, something that connects us intimately companionably with the flora and fauna, the mountains, the rivers, the natural world around us. And the Reverend again, time for some thank yous and goodbyes. Well, that humans demand extinction 
kind of a punk song after my welcome at the top of the earth riot. That is brought to us by the Fiery Eagles of Justice, Jason Candler on saxophone and Brendan Burke on the drums. The Fiery Eagles, thank you. Shilpa Narayan sang that amazing storm song where the woman is speaking to the sea before she drowns. Shilpa on drums for that recording, Eric Johnson, the world famous jazz drummer from Chicago. Eric. Well, we had two excerpts from an amazing interview of Theodore Rozak. Oh, just many famous books, but but the counterculture book, the the eco psychology book, the and then here you in 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 this interview you hear him discuss the ecological unconscious. Such a teacher, such a teacher to the Stop Shopping Choir, Savitri D. Thank you for your reporting work in the news from the natural world. And um, Salvatore is the director of the Church of Stop Shopping, which is the supporting group, the supporting entity that brings us the Earth Church. And tomorrow at 3 p.m., the Earth Church, in its physical iteration, <laughs> will be in the East Village here in New York, 3 p.m. New York time. We will live stream, and you can come to revbilly.com, R-E-V-Billy.com. And we'll show you where to go to get the best live stream. That is also where Beautiful Earth, this wonderful song you just listened to, and The Storm, Chopin Narayan's solo, they are two of the songs on the record. That listening is available to you at revbilly.com for free. There, there's the expense there your time. Come on over, scroll down just a bit, and there are the eight songs from our new album. And tomorrow, after the three o'clock Earth Church in New York, I'll get on the airplane with Francisco Benitez, Leila Adu, Teddy Tam Tam, and Cha Cha Ruska Jada. We will go to London to join the London Stop Shopping Choir. We uh, toured with them last year, haven't seen most of them since then. We were at the uh, Glasgow Climate Conference singing and parading, and we'll have activities all week, and at the end of the week, we will have a performance at the Walthamstow Trades Union, and you can get all the information once again at revbilly.com. We'll have our Earth Church performance with the London Stop Shopping Choir. Somebody give me an Earth Hallelujah! Yeah.